Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So what I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I want to make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more, who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10-year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm gonna talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm gonna talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right, everybody. So welcome to the live podcast right here on Instagram. So I'm just going to read the title to you so y'all can know y'all in the right place today. So today we're going to be talking about the power of financial integrity attracting abundance in your business. So as an introduction, I'm going to cover like three main topics. Okay. So the first one, we're going to explore like essential aspects of what it looks like for you to show up and run a business successfully while creating like an abundance picture. 
right? Um, Number two is we're going to get down and dirty and talk about financial integrity in terms of like, what should a journey look like when owning a business with what you're doing behind closed doors with your money? Okay. Number three is we're going to talk about how financial integrity plays a key role in achieving the financial abundance that you want. But when I say that, I'm going to just say right now, it's interchangeably. When I say business, I'm talking about life and business. When I just say lifestyle, I'm talking about lifestyle and business because abundance goes across the board. So let me first just define what integrity means. Integrity for me is like you keeping your word, right? So keeping your word is at least how I've been taught, right? Including in my leadership training. I just came from a four-day leadership training in Arizona or three days, but I was out there for four days. And we talked about integrity for like one whole day, like eight hours, okay? But integrity would be this. Let's just say that you're my sister or coworker, whatever role you want to be today, all right? And I tell you, you leave my house and I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna call you tomorrow with information about X, Y, and Z. Well, I realized going through tomorrow, let's just fast forward, it's tomorrow. I realized that when I'm in the moment of tomorrow, I know I'm supposed to call you, but it's a lot of stuff on my plate. So what I can choose to do is text you and say, hey, I can't hit you. Are you available later on tonight or can I hit you tomorrow? That would be ideal. That to me is the integral thing to do is just following up on your wording, letting people know when you cannot follow through. What is not integrity is you say to yourself, she can wait. It ain't a big deal. And how many of us do that with our bills? They can wait. It's a holiday. They know rent due, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? On the first, I done heard so many things, right? Whether it's financial integrity with your expenses in your household, whether it is financial integrity when you're investing in coaching programs, masterminds, anything requiring a payment plan. And I'm going to share some of the areas where I really have to make a big decision to stay financial integral because I believe in like laws of attraction. And I believe that when you put something out, it does come back, but it may not look like the way that you put it out. So you got to be really careful not believing that it won't come back because you ain't trying to manifest that thing, but you want something else though, right? So that's my definition of integrity is Your word is your bond. And clearly that's really important when it comes down to teamwork, right? For my team, I just told them today, I'm like, you know, mistakes are going to be made. At some point with projects y'all working on, you've been in that seat on the org chart for a while. At some point, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to overview your work. However, the umbilical cord is getting all the way cut. And what that means is I believe in you. I have confidence that you can do your job well. So I'm not about to be sitting here watching you and meaning I don't like to watch it now, right? But I have to review the work to make sure that it's good. But I want them to also practice integrity with me back, which is why it's part of our core values in our company, that if they see that there's an issue, not like an issue between them and myself, but an issue with how I communicated the instruction and things like that. If they can't get something done, don't just wait until the next meeting. Like, nah, tell me via Slack, like send me the message now. So number one is when you think about your current or future business, your level of financial integrity directly correlates with you building trust with your community, your clients. It builds credibility. So let me just list things off, right? When you upload financial integrity with how you show up in different parts of your life. 
you will build trust and credibility with people around you. For example, when you pay things on time, you, you keep your lights on. You know what I'm saying? When you invest in a coaching program and you make your payments on time, you get to stay in the program. When you make your payments on time to go to a cruise, you get to get a room on a ship, right? But what happens when you stop paying, the rug gets taken from up under you. And I really want you to ask yourself, matter of fact, if you bold, I ain't asking what age you were when this happened, because some of this may have happened 20 years ago, right? Some of it could have happened two days ago or two hours ago. But I want you to put a two in a comment box. I'm gonna put my little two, just invisible two right now, right? I want you to answer this question honestly. Can you remember any time or times that you had the financial rug pulled up under you, meaning the privileges that came with the financial investment because you stopped paying and you had the nerve to get mad because they took something away, right? Like this is crazy, right? However, what I always find hella comical and the therapists in our community, I don't say it that often, but then again, I mean, how often do they really disclose they real financial situation. And they, they, if they own here, you see my face, right? This is why when like, I think she on here, I don't know if she's still on here. When Dr. Roche hosts like support coaching calls around finances, I don't go on those calls on purpose because I want them to be able to have those conversations with her and then also with her by themselves if they choose to call her for additional services, right? The financial psychologist, giving her a shout out, okay? So with that said, I really want you to ask yourself, like, how would you feel if a client goes to you, how would you feel if you had services, whether it's therapy consulting, you ain't got to be a therapist to be on here today. I got, I got plenty of people on Instagram that are not therapists, right? Cause I'm still a psychologist. I still focus on mindset, abundance, living a positive and great life. Right? So at the end of the day, you actually don't have the right to get mad when you signed up for a financial obligation and then they removed it. They removed the privilege that came after you supposed to be paying the bill right? You can't get mad when they need to understand my situation. Yeah, no, it's still a business. This is why I have a whole nother level of respect when something like my cell phone bill, something ain't right. I have to remember the person who I'm talking to probably ain't the CEO. They the customer service rep, not even in this country. I have to remember that they did not cause this problem. I have to remember that even if I did talk to the source of the problem, sometimes people just ignorant. But at the end of the day, I decided to go into relations in a financial level, on a financial level with this person, what they said they were going to give me, which meant that maybe I need to learn how to be integral to myself and learn how to do my own homework. Stop blaming things for not working out the way that they were supposed to work out. We cannot predict, unless you got psychic abilities and it's very little people who probably got that, whether it's spiritual or something else, right? But at the end of the day, you cannot predict every single thing that will happen. You may have had great intentions to finish paying off, I don't know, a TV set or something like that. I don't know, back in the day they had Lailway, right? What, what, Rent-a-center. <laughs> you may have every ten- intention, but somebody got sick. Not you chose to send your kids to prom. Somebody got sick. Those are two different things, right? So when you uphold financial integrity, you build trust and credibility with your community, meaning the people that you serve, including clients, customers, partners, and collaborators or collaborators, however you want to say it, right? So just because you don't go into a financial arrangement with those people doesn't mean that what you're doing behind closed doors won't come to the light, maybe even in another relationship. 
So an example that I like to give is that let's just say somebody is paying you for something that they owe you. And you make sure they make every payment. Zelle, Cash App, like (laughs) the money ain't there on the first. You texting at eight o'clock on the first PM, right? And you like, man, they need to pay you back. But you decide that, I don't know, it's summer. You know, people know we out here in these streets. People know my rent might be late. And then you get mad when you get that white sheet of paper on your door. How dare they? They know it's inflation. Well, guess what? When you a business owner, you look at things from an organizational standpoint. That's how I look at things now. That's why I don't get mad as much. Like, they, these people can't make me mad. I might get irritated. I'm human. But I'm not going to, like, curse nobody out. For what? If I look at what happened in my community three years ago, I mean, I can't keep up with the neighbors. I mean, we were, I, I was scared to, like, meet the new neighbor. He'd he been there for a year and a half. But he was like, why you don't ever talk? Your husband way more talkative. I said, say, say who? Like, I'm way more talkative. But I had to tell him one day, I'm like, I'm more talkative, but it seems like every time I wanted to get close to somebody like or meet somebody, they would move or they got evicted or they just disappeared during the pandemic, meaning they just like fled the scene because rent was outrageous, right? But at the end of the day, I can't get, do I agree with their price increases? No. But can I get mad at a company for charging and going along with the market rate? No. Why is that? Well, do you increase your rates to go along with the market rate? Ain't that why you probably left your job? Because they weren't giving you raises like they were back in 1985. And yes, I said 1985. Because ain't nobody got no living costs, at least in California, no living cost increase since like before the 1990s. And I'm letting you know that from my mama. (laughs) Okay. So they stopped doing a little whole, we going to meet inflation. Inflation quadrupled (laughs) in like a year. So there's no way. And so you are also building relationship capital. I'm now me and my BBD, a beautiful black doctor, beautiful black psychologist, right? We talk about that all the time with amongst one another, but I want to bring that to you. And we're going to be talking about that at the conference. How can you build relationship capital? And I'm going to share with with y'all something like that her and I had like, you know, talked about in general. And we had just talked about how a lot of people are going through it, like, especially right now due to inflation, right? But at the end of the day, if anything, you know, knock on wood, if anything were to happen, the question would be, and, and I was like, I, I was fired up with even how much relationship capital. She was like, listen, I said, go ahead. We were talking on Voxer, right? But the idea that you have relationship capital because you've been integral with making sure that you take care of your finances and your house with people or systems that you owe in your business, paying your bills on time, paying your subscriptions on time, paying your team members on time, all of that. It's like a boomerang waiting for your abundance to come back to you, but you got to show up and you have to do what you're supposed to do in your role, right? So do you have relationship capital where other people will know that you're integral in front and behind closed doors and they will show up for you if you ain't got it? Now that's a hell of a concept, okay? Also under building trust is trust is the currency of business relationships. Let me say that again. Trust is the currency of business relationships, and it directly impacts the success of growth of your business. So are you more focused on, I got to learn the best strategy. I got to learn the next strategy. I got to take all these courses. Or are you looking at it from a perspective of, you know what? I've taken a good amount of courses. Now I'm looking for a community. And sometimes the course will automatically come with it. 
but like our, we are mastermind. They, it comes with a course portal, more like a playground. It's not like a strategic go one, two, three, four, five. You go to where you need in your business, right? But what they're really investing in is the community aspect of how they can grow when great people that are focusing on similar goals, how their business can grow, thrive, not survive, and scale because they're learning from not just basic people. They're learning from people who also, honestly, if I could be real, you put the dollar to the to the swipe, right? And it may have been thousands of dollars, but you in the room with other people who also see that investing in themselves at that particular level, they are going to get that ROI back way bigger and way more, right? So the trust is in the currency of the relationships. Also business, like I said, take care of your expenses, team members, pay yourself, pay yourself. I've learned that the hard way. I have never not paid team members, but if something happened when I didn't know what I was doing running my business in the beginning, what I would do is always pay them. Now, granted, disclaimer, I had a nine to five. I had three teaching jobs, like teaching when I feel like it. So I wasn't hurting for cash. My private practice was literally extra money, but I never saw it as a side hustle. That's a mindset. Okay. Pay your taxes. Stop acting like the IRS is the devil. This is how I look at it. Do I like getting tax bills in the mail? Nope. But what do I do as a reframe when I get the tax bill in the mail? Well, unless they made a mistake, I'd have made a whole lot of money. Now, the only learning curve would be, okay, now for the next year, next quarter, let's talk about tax liability. I ain't no financial coach, so don't ask me no questions about that. But I'm just letting you know, those are the things that me and past and my current CPA have spoken about is how can I set myself up best where I have cash flow, understand my cash flow, saving up money, putting money toward my business, growing like marketing, coaching, and things like that. But I also just want to continue to show up as a best version of me, which means that I have to talk about topics around money that are very uncomfortable for me. What does uncomfort look like? You thought you were going to be at a certain amount a month and then it didn't happen for that month. Well, you know, did you dig yourself in a hole? Okay. So if you are not integral to everything that I listed, expenses, team members, paying yourself, paying your taxes, paying for your investments, your coaching programs, whatever got a payment plan, you cannot get mad. Please hear me. You cannot get mad when a client ghosts you or don't pay you. Put a one in the comment box if you receive number one. If you are not financial integral, I don't care what part of your life you are talking about or or thinking about. It could be you owe your cousin Tamika, you know what I'm saying, money from like two years ago for $400. If you have not paid people back and you have not paid off things and just said, oh, it's rolled off. No, no, no. And you have the nerve to get mad when somebody does the same thing to you. You need to take a hard look in the mirror. This is a therapy session today. Number two, embrace an abundant mindset. So when you have financial integrity, thank y'all for talking back to me. Okay. Uh, When you have financial integrity, you can do the following. Build greater opportunities and prosperity. So when you're financially integral up here, you will automatically just I'm going to say move away any blocks around negativity in terms of finances coming to you. You won't even entertain negative conversations around money. Like I don't entertain brokenness. Like, you know, there's certain people that I'd be wanting to say that to, but I can't, right? Yeah, simple karma. But I don't even say it's karma no more. I'm just like, that's not part of my boomerang. And what does a boomerang do, y'all? When you put something out, when you throw the boomerang, does it come immediately back or does it have a pause? 
If I'm speaking to people who understand psychology, you ain't have to be a therapist to understand psychology, right? You understand that there's a delayed level of gratification with certain things. Sometimes we want certain things and we're not actually ready. I want all this money. Great. Do you have the bank accounts that are going to receive that money? Do you have the bookkeeping systems that are going to help you put that money into a system, grow it, and attract your expenses? Do you have a money team? Do you have a CPA? Do you even understand what products and services you're offering? What is your forecasting over the next 90 days, six months, 12 months, right? How much money do you really want to make? How on track are you in July? Okay. So you can't say, or you should not say, I'll say that. Stop saying like, I want to make all this money and you're not taking the time to build the systems to catch the money. Okay. Um, and I believe that that's sometimes why we don't get the level of abundance that we want in the timing that we want with the boomerang because you ain't taking the time to slow down. So also what helps you build a financial integrity and an abundance mindset is when you do build up an abundance mindset, abundance of definition is a large quantity of something. And so when you have financial integrity and you have a wide range of abundance, meaning large quantity of something, whether that's gratitude, love, money, material things, uh, experiences, right? You will start aligning yourself with like-minded people and opportunities that resonate with your values. It eliminates stress. Hear this. When you start adopting the abundance mindset, it eliminates stress and guilt associated with dishonest practices. I repel any type of poverty talk or dishonest practices. I swear, I'll be telling my husband, I'm like, I feel like people around me be like, dang, she go buy a book so much. And part of it is like, sometimes I fear like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, it's not worth everything I work for. Like I was that girl at the club as soon as I got licensed as a psychologist and we would like go to a bar with my friends to hang out. And, you know, there was a time where, you know, when you're dating people like the same person you dating, like just petty stuff, right? And TMI, well, whatever y'all just follow me. Right. And that person would like you. And I didn't care. I was not a person who actually would engage in a conversation anyway. Like you're not worth my breath. I'm out here with my friends and you ain't it. So I remember on one occasion, one girl just made it super intentional to work her way from the back all the way to the front and dance right behind me. And I just stood there and they were like, she behind you. And I was like, I mean, I'm not moving. (laughs) So somebody accidentally bumped me. I turned around. I looked and was like, yeah, you're not worth my time. I gave her the look. My friends was like, what do you want to do? Now I ain't saying my friends are hella hood, but we don't believe in putting your hands on people, (laughs) right? So I just said, I just got licensed. I ain't got time for this shit. (laughs) Like if I got to go, I got to go. And they were like, well, don't you worry because we ain't got a license to lose. Hey, to each his own. But what I am telling you is that I'm not going to entertain pettiness. I'm not going to, I don't care, I don't care what the relationship is to me, whether it's a, a, a close friend that I grew up with, whether it is, I mean, y'all heard of blended chaos family. I mean, we didn't went up and down that roller coaster. That's a whole damn podcast uh ep- season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you know, some of the things I've been wanting to say to people is like, I don't entertain brokenness, I don't entertain pettiness because I'm abundant as fuck. And I won't say that. I ain't gonna say I will not ever say that, but I'm not gonna let somebody like stoop me to the level where I feel like I need to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess they'll see it on my face, right? I love your friends. They can listen, they can get these hands. Listen, okay. I just pass them off to the people. I've always been like that because I've always been the schoolgirl. So they like, just let me know. Bet. But we ain't never had to do nothing. So, like, you know, still from Compton. Let's just be clear. (laughs) Okay. So 
Think big and dream big. Make sure that you own your financial decisions that need to be fixed. Hey, 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 welcome back. So I'm sorry to interrupt my own podcast episode, but listen, I have something huge to announce. And so I'm a psychologist and I love hosting live boot camps. We hosted them on live on YouTube in the past. And what we're doing this year is we are going to blow your mind away. So we are not only just having any type of boot camp to help you solidify your profitability in private practice, but we are also making it a four day boot camp. That's right, four straight days so that we can help you master remote therapy, work from anywhere and everywhere, attract your ideal clients, build a solid brand, market with impact, and of course, my favorite, overcome challenges because I want you to be the best abundant private practice CEO that you were designed to be. So all you have to do to sign up is go to drtk.com forward slash links or head down to the show notes and join us starting August 14th where we'll be streaming live and then we will also be opening up one of my favorite online communities so that we can engage throughout the entire boot camp and honestly a little bit after the boot camp. So again, go and get yourself on the list because this is the very last private practice boot camp for about six months and the last one of the year. All right, now let's tune back into our podcast episode. Make sure that you own the result of your financial decisions that need to be fixed. It ain't always your mama fault because she didn't teach you how to manage money. You could be mad. I remember when I was learning how to do financial education in the life insurance realm and my grandfather had just passed. Like my father figure, very emotionally tearing, okay? And I remember I had to get up and speak about in front of the group on a Saturday. I had to speak about like my promotion because I was really good at what I did. I love to teach. And so I had just got promoted to like another level in a company and they were like, you know, what do you want to say? And I was like, you know, I'm happy, but I'm sad. Actually, I'm mad. And they were like, why? And I said, because I wonder how many other children and adults realize this when it's too late because you don't know what you don't know. And I was just really upset, to be honest, in that grief and loss process that I knew that my grandfather was well off. You really don't know how well off somebody is until they're not here. It ain't mine, you know, whatever it is, properties and money, whatever. But I was just more looking at the principle of the fact that you grew up in an era where you, you were born in 1938. How were you able to accumulate so much wealth and a wealth mindset to be able to pay for cash for $50,000 cars and properties and things like that. How are you able to do that and not teach that to us? I just felt like that was disrespectful. Like I went to the, I was like, grandpa, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like you can help us out, you know? So I regretted that, but you know, I can't hold that against him. He's not here anymore, but it just made me start thinking like, how many of us are walking around financially dead? That's what I used to tell the clients when I would do like financial uh, coaching is like, you walking around financially dead. Um, what also does embracing an abundant mindset bring you? So it eliminates stress and guilt associated with dishonest practices. That's where I was going earlier. How would you do with a conversation with a client's financial integrity? Um, so what we do in DCAs is one of the things we talk about. Don't put your narrative of money onto the client. Okay. So what that looks like is you're in a consultation. 
You just practice with us on how you're going to say your real rate. We don't even need to increase your rate. You just been scared to say it. So let's just say your rate is 150, right? And you've been off the cuff saying, oh, 75, 100, just going with the flow, having multiple sliding scales for no damn reason, right? And the question will be, why are you dishing out a sliding scale or a low fee scale if the client didn't initiate it? So what some therapists have done, and I used to do it. That's why I taught it to them. <laughs> so I'm like, have y'all been doing this? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, y'all got to say something. So what some of us may have done or do is a client will give us all this information in a consultation plus like probably an intake form, a consultation form. You feel all the pain, especially if they're overlap, like one causes financial stress, right? Somebody's in the hospital, they don't have the right medical insurance, then that causes bills, then that causes stress and the person has to go to work, then they missing time with the kids. It's just like a, a snowball effect, right? So you hearing all this and then you do the consultation and you probably hear me in your head like, well, do it, do it, 150, right? <laughs> do it, do it. Or your accountability partners, whoever you talk to in DTA. And after you hear this information, the client says, well, how much are services? And you pause, because I tell you to pause, right? <laughs> DTA. And then you, you're supposed to just say the number and then pause. But what some therapists do is they say, you know, I hear that inflation has, you know, definitely taken a toll on all of us. I understand it, girl. So that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to go ahead. I usually do 150 but we're going to do a hundred because I know your financial situation is not right. Put a one in the comment box if you're guilty of that in the past or now. Let's be all the way real. So, so what tends to happen is you have transferred your money narrative of lack onto your clientele. But guess what's about to happen in about mm, five months? Oh, we about to eBay. We about to, what's that new website like eBay, Timu, whatever, you know, Shein, if it's up, I don't know. <laughs> Probably shouldn't even be saying their name right now. We gonna be on Amazon. We gonna be hunting down the PlayStation 30 for $1,500. My kid want the Jordans that nobody got. I gotta go to one of those co-signing stores in the mall that charge quadruple the amount, but they want them. I'm only gonna give them this one pair, but I'm gonna get them dunks. That costs $110, but you paying like $600. So your clients are going to do all those things. And then <laughs> don't let y'all cross paths through the Instagram algorithm. And you seeing them on cruises. And you seeing them buy like a, a new chain, new bundles. You going to get mad? You can't get mad. Be integral to yourself. Put a one in the comment box if you feel me right now, even if you don't want to out yourself saying you don't want to say your real rate at one point, because let's be all the rate real. At least with DTA students, this is 75% of them or was <laughs> them, right? But let's be all the way real. We be on our phone. We feel some type of way. They checking in. They canceling session, taking vacation. You're like, well, damn, I ain't even took a vacation because I'm dealing with inflation too. Well, you're dealing with inflation more because you decided to get everybody an out when they didn't ask for one. But because you're lack-minded, you believe that everybody you serve is lack-minded. Why? Because they doing therapy? Just because people do therapy does not mean that they're broke. It doesn't mean that they're lack-minded. They could have stumbled across just a little anxiety at their new job and they need to come see you for three months. But you pull in all your mess 
into the therapy session. You need to be the one sitting on the other side of the couch. Join us in DTA. But sometimes, you know, this is probably why they don't like to ask questions. Now, granted, well, I don't talk like this, like at my students. If I'm talking about a topic like this, I will say, hey, if y'all ain't got no questions, I'm just about to go in for like 30 minutes. <laughs> but if they got questions, we, we talk about their personal business, right? But I just want you to know that you have to show up as the best version of yourself at all levels in all places. Because you can't turn around and be mad when somebody do what they want to do with their money because you gave them a break. It's called working the system. Who ain't worked the system? <laughs> Let's be all the way real, right? And ex- so this is an example of embracing abundance mindset. Now y'all bear with me because I think I got one more payment left. I'm waiting for them to like email me back. So I joined a program last year around this time. I was going back and forth about it. It was a hefty investment. It wasn't like, oh, let's pay $2,000. And even that's hefty for some people, right? It was $10,000. Now, I thought because of the value portrayed on the sales page, I was gravy, right? Now, did they cover all check boxes of like what you get? Yes. But have y'all like read a book before? And when you get halfway through the book, you feel like the second half of the book is breaking down the first part of the book, but not in a way that you ain't read before, and you like, I could have just listened to this on Audible twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I on module five? And I feel like they just record slower, literally, like recording. I had to put that stuff on like triple speed. Like, come on. But it, I had already done the homework activities. On top of that, I, this was my level of like internalness, right? I realized that I was way further in the team members and delegation arena than what I thought I was, if that makes sense. So nevertheless, I made this 10K investment. I was super gung-ho, started training my team on it, gave them access to it, was going to the coaching calls. And then when I got to a certain portal, I'm like, why does this feel redundant? Like, I could have got this from like the book. Like they got a book, book, right? So we passed the refund period. Now this is what I could have done. I could have said, y'all weren't aligned with what I read on the sales page, but they were though. But I could have used that as an excuse, but it's just that an excuse. So I might be talking to somebody right now, right? When we put up an enrollment page, even for our programs, we tell people for CE workshops, live events, and DTA, please read the fine print. For DTA, we do have a refund policy. It's seven days from the day you signed up, not seven days from the coaching call that you decide to show up to, okay? It is called, it is not aligned with me. We'll send you a questionnaire after we process your refund, but like it is no questions asked. We're gonna like persuade you to stay in. You know, but we will ask you why you left because we need to incorporate that into our knowledge for like maybe future people's questions to make sure that we elaborate on that more. Live events, I'm clear as day. Ain't no refunds. Ain't no, we're gonna help you replace your ticket. If you can't come, you can't come. You're still within financial integrity of when you signed up, you read that sales page and it says that there are no refunds. It says we will not help you find another person. So if you signed up for a payment plan, why would you stop paying? Like, is that our fault that you can't go? Now, granted, it may be extenuating circumstances for certain people to cancel live events. I've seen canceled live events with attendees for from 2020 to 2023. I'm just not talking about this year, right? And I'm just not talking about one person. I chose this topic today because this is something that our team has been talking about behind the scenes for over two years, right? And so I wanted to bring it to y'all attention. You got to show up and be financial integral in your business, business. Okay. So I signed up for the program. I didn't like it. 
I still have access to the course. It does expire. They do not give unlimited access. I'm going to tell y'all like how good of a gift. I paid 10K and I'm going to get kicked out the course like in two months. <laughs> I could have emailed them and asked for a refund, but I didn't. I just sucked it up and continued to make my monthly payment plan, the 997, because that was not in my plan to invest in that program, right? So I just continued to pay it off. And I mean, it's a tax write-off, but whatever. But again, I had to suck it up and just keep pushing through. So I want y'all to ask yourself, what investments have you made and either you're not showing up to take care of the investment? I don't care if the investment was a dollar. Did you log into the portal to get the Excel sheet if it's a social media hashtag situation, right? Or to show you what to post? I don't know. Um, if it's an online course, have you logged in? If you can't go to the coaching calls, do you watch the replay? There is no excuses. But bottom line is, I know as therapists, excuse my language, we're grown ass people. We want to get whole master's degrees. So it actually baffles me more. I didn't, I wanted to do this with our community, but I'm like, I feel like we need to say this to like the whole world. If you keep showing up, if, if this is you, I don't know, <laughs> but if you choose to continue showing up and not paying monthly payment plans, not responding to billing departments, not like canceling your attendance, but then you don't want to pay the remaining part of your installment plan, like, Certain things that you do, you don't think they're going to come back to you. But guess what? They're going to come back to you in a form of probably that you don't expect. And it may not come back in the way that you dished it out. So just make sure you look at yourself in the mirror. Last one is creating long-term sustainability, right? If you can create long-term sustainability in your business, especially financially, getting clients, right? You will be able to position your business with business credit, capital, financial trust with those who want to do business with you because it may be people who want to do a 50-50 retreat with you, but they don't trust you because you still ain't paid them back from when they showed up to something else you did, right? Example, I get a uh, capital for mark like, like I can allocate it toward what I want, but I choose to put it toward marketing, right? If I don't pay it back, let me just put this out there. If I don't pay back the capital, it's a bad name for my business. You don't think that that spreads? If I want to leverage capital for things like Facebook ads or something, I want to get access to the funds. The only way I'm going to get access to the funds is if they look at my history, look at my integrity. So if I chose to not pay the, the monthly payments of whatever the capital fee is every single month in the past, I cannot dare hit up those people and say, let me get $10,000 by Friday. Absolutely not. So what questions do you all have? Because that's what I wanted to talk about today again is like, what is integrity? Showing up for your word, embracing an abundance mindset, like no toxicity, no bro conversations allowed, like get away from it. Stop having it about your family members, right? And creating long-term sustainability. But most importantly, as current and or future business owners, check your money. So like today I did my money date. Some of y'all have heard about that. I did a whole episode on it. A money date. I just simply pulled up an Excel sheet. DTA, y'all got this in a portal, right? I pulled up an Excel sheet, put the date, put all of the balances of all my bank accounts, all of my Stripe, PayPal accounts, whatever investment accounts I have. I do that for business. I do that for personal. I do that for my children because we ain't the only ones who got investments around here. But to me, the only way that I'm going to attract more wealth is if I'm paying attention, kind of like a relationship to the wealth I already have. So look at your money like a partner. And this is like my joke in the boot camp. We don't like it when our partner like, you know, stares at another person walking by. 
right? It's like, if y'all watch Boomerang at the end, you know, after Eddie Murphy did his thing, she was like, don't you turn your head. Like she said a couple other words in there, right? Like you don't want that situation, right? But you don't want your partner like drifting off. You don't want your partner to feel neglected. You want your partner to grow with you. Because if it outpaces you, you're going to burn out even if you make a lot of money because you can't keep it, right? Or you're going to outpace it, meaning you're doing a whole lot of stuff and not getting paid. Either way, you're going to be broke. So if you start treating your money like a partner, it'll start being more respectful to you. And literally, I kid you not, anytime I declutter my office and say I need to clean up my space, I also do, I do it on a regular, but I especially do it when I'm opening up enrollment because I need to make sure that mental clarity wise, I am very clear about the people that I want to attract. I need to be very clear on the energy I need to put out there just to connect with people. We have plenty of people in our boot camp that may not sign up for our programs, but they stay connected. I want to make sure first impressions are a big thing for me, right? Now y'all might get various impressions on Instagram, but at the end of the day, it's still the same underlining tone. I like to have a good time. I enjoy life. I live, I like to live life abundantly and I like to dance. I like, you know, I ain't boring. You know what I'm saying? Who says a psychologist has to be boring? Never, (laughs) right? So in recap, financial integrity for me is a fundamental pillar for your business to be successful. In order for you to embrace the lifestyle and business that you want, you have to be prepared to also believe that. And one of my mentors, James Wetmore, says this, like the transformation pretty much is in, I'm going to say, yo, 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 transfer of the deposit. I kid you not, when I've made investments, whether it was a dollar, $11, $97, fly to somewhere, a couple of thousand dollars, over $20,000. As soon as I made the investment, I found myself widening up my scope to what's possible because it stretched me. So what I want to leave you with is think about money as a muscle. Now, some of y'all are probably going to dislike this because I'm going to give you a visual that you despise going to the gym and being sore. I don't like being sore. I don't like not being able, girls, we got to squat and use the restroom, right? TMI, but you feel me. Ain't nobody got time to be holding on to the walls for dear life. Put a one in the comment box if you feel me, whether you're a girl or a guy. It's rough. You got stairs. It's rough after you have leg day. However, the biggest mistake that people make when building new muscles is what? They don't go back to the gym. I'm not saying I work on the same part, but you got to be consistent. If you did legs today, maybe do just some light cardio and some abs tomorrow. If you work out three days in a row and then you got a rest day, do upper body on the next day and then recycle back through your workout or do your trainer's workout. It don't matter. But your business and your money is like a muscle. In order for it to grow, you have to feed it so that it can expand. And if it does not go into places that are uncomfortable, you're not growing. So if you ever wondered why, and I've had to ask myself, even in this season, there's certain streams of income that are at certain thresholds and they will not move. And I really have to ask myself, not am I getting in front of the right clients? Am I posting enough? If I'm sending out a new emails, I'm consistent. But I'm not consistent sometimes up here if we want to be all the way real. I had to realize, hell, every week I'm boxing and sending Slack messages to my team. I have to realize that I don't have a strategy problem. I sometimes, like most people, most humans, I don't care how much you grow and how much money you make, at every level, you're going to run into a mindset block because you're not used to it. So you got to feed it and you have to expand it. All right. So 
I hope that you all enjoyed the impromptu podcast episode. This episode will not drop into the end of July. So just to, again, give you an update is I'm doing the 11 part series on 11 lessons learned on my way to my first million. I hit my first million like in October of last year, like cash collected, not, it doesn't include cash rejected, but I was really proud of myself. One, because it took me even a while to learn how to talk about money in front of people, like outside of my husband and one of my good friends. Like, and I would sometimes reveal it even to our mastermind students because they were working on scalability and I needed to show them what's possible, but it still even took me like six months to tell them. Right. And so I'm still a work in progress. And I'm not saying that you need to go out and tell everybody how much money you make, but I serve a clientele that sometimes don't even believe that more than $150,000 is not possible. Oh, and it is, but you can't be the only one doing the work. You have to scale your time. All right, y'all. So I'm going to wrap up just some basic announcements. If you have not heard, y'all seen that flyer picture, go to my Instagram and see my new picture, right? But I did a bomb photo shoot. I'm going to upload all the content to be released between July and August. Um, Went to Florida, Orlando, met up with our photographer, did a whole banging um, photo shoot. We're having the very last boot camp of the Dope Therapist Academy, private practice boot camp this time because I go a little extra when it's like my anniversary. So we're going to do a four-day boot camp versus a three-day. We are bringing back the Facebook community. So there will be certain bonuses. So if you click the link in the bio, drtk.com forward slash links, whether you're a current DTA student or not, um, the four areas that we're going to be focusing on in the boot camp. There will be some new content to DTA students, not so much. We're just taking a little bit from the portal and we're giving people exposure to how to make an org chart made simple. Put a one in the comment box if that saved your life, right? So how to create an org chart that's simple. We're going to do that in one of the lessons. We're going to bring back niche because that's always a good hitter to focus on your branding and your marketing. We're going to bring back assessment and wealth, but just, you know, with a little twist on it. And then I'm also going to be talking about What things do you need in place to successfully work away from your home? Because I know that some of us don't even want to work outside of our home because we're uncomfortable. We don't want to pack up all of these materials, but that's why I do those prep videos on reels. Just so y'all can see, it ain't that difficult. Like you may just have to make some investments in some travel, little cameras, you know, you got AirPods, as long as they're charged, you're fine. Make sure that you get a little ring light, but we're going to be going through things that if you wanted to operate in the work-life integration space, I ain't saying that every vacation got to be a business vacation, but I like to mix, do business and play because I got two kids with two different school schedules and we're reaching a point at five and 12 years old in two different school districts, 40 miles apart from each other. It's about to get interesting. I ain't gonna say crazy because I don't want I don't want that life, but it's about to be interesting, and that excludes sports. Okay. So with that said, I am a firm believer in double dipping. Okay. So if you want to sign up for the boot camp, make sure that if you're a DTA student, you can attend. You can join the Facebook group. DTA, we do have an epic announcement that we're gonna make in August for like wrapping up the first half of the year. So stay tuned for those of you who are not working on private practice, but you want to work on scalability, meaning you want to learn how to launch, learn how to create a product suite, um, understand at least seven streams of income that can come from your main ideal client, even in therapy, then stay tuned because we are having a conference. There are spots left. The tickets are still on sale as of right now in the link in my bio on Instagram at drtk.com forward slash links. We're going to be at the Palms in Las Vegas, but we have some epic things coming up. So the two main things are the private practice bootcamp, 
that opens up the doors into the academy for the last time in 2023, which means that we're not opening up the doors again until I'm going to say pretty much the end of January going into February. That's always, anytime we do it in August, that is our last one because our shift focuses then on scalability, where then we're no longer in public really talking about private practice. We're really talking about therapists learning how to mastermind with one another, going deeper into launching, either growing group practices or building out expansion businesses, one to many. And so if you're interested in the mastermind and you have not joined for the last three years, stay tuned. We'll be introducing all of that information at the conference, but odds are it'll be dripped way before then if you're on our email list, okay? All right, I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.